Welcome to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Christian Esparza. Joining me today, Parker Haney. Parker, uh, this is our first episode after the Fitz interview. I kind of went crazy on Twitter. I know, blew up. My that was cool. Appreciate all the listens. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, shout out to Coach Fitz for coming on, retweeting us, getting us popular. Uh, yeah, what a awesome. stud he is. I just, ever, ever since he came on, dude, I've had a bunch of people pull me aside and be like, hey, he seems great. Like, Yeah. yeah. And the other He's thing I've had, too, you. after he tagged me, um, I've had lots of, like, recruits, like, high school football players, like, follow me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like. I had a couple of high school players <laughs> following me. Yeah. Too. I'm like, hey, man, I don't have anything <laughs> to do with recruiting. We should start DMing them. But oh, hey, uh, today we are here to talk about basketball. It's been a while since we've talked about basketball. Let's go men's first. They play tonight, so that's kind of huge. Um, they're 9-5. and five. They've had quite a few games postponed over the past couple of weeks. They haven't played since January 1st against the University of Northern Colorado. They dropped that game, 91-81. Uh, to That was on the – no, that was here in Cedar, yeah. actually. That was their first home loss, right? Yep. They, they had won yeah, 20. Snap, snapped a 20-game home win streak. Man, hey, I kind of, I kind of twenty though. Yeah, I kind of felt it coming. We d- we didn't have Dre. The game against Sacramento State on the Thursday before we got a win, but it just wasn't pretty. It it was hard, and and we've been saying it from the from the jump that Dre is right. Dre is the oil that makes a machine run. Right, he's yeah. what he was. He's what makes everything go smoothly, and it's it was just so apparent. And I love J.K. and he does a lot of really good things. But when he brought the ball up the floor, we just couldn't get into a set until eighteen, nineteen seconds into the possession, you know, and, and then it just, there's, there's just a difference when you have a true point guard at the helm, right? Like JK is so good at at scoring the ball and getting other people involved, but Dre is the one that gets everybody where they're supposed to be so that JK can do those things, you know, and and without him on the floor, it was, it was a tough one. And and Northern Colorado's good, man. They, they looked really good. Yeah. Northern Colorado, they've got some great players. uh, If you want to pull up the box score real quick, but going back to Dre, I mean, yeah, he's, Basically, the on-the-court coach. I mean, with basketball, your coach is right there on the sideline. You can hear everything he has to say, but uh, it just speaks to the leader that Dre Marine is on the floor. The Thunderbirds really, really need him out there. But, yeah, it was a it was a rough game defensively for the Thunderbirds, giving up 91 points. That's not uh, something you want to do at all. Yeah. But uh, we know. 44 and 47 at first half to second half. We only scored 32 points in the first half. It just, it just wasn't enough. It wasn't pretty. Two guys in the 20s, Drew Cuxhausen and Bodie Hume. Drew Cuxhausen just was seven of 14 from three, so that's why he was lights out. But yeah. Bodie Hume really did whatever he wanted. Had a really nice game, nine rebounds as well. Um, they're 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 definitely a good little team, and and you know I don't, I don't know. I'm not embarrassed by the loss. Mason led led us with 21, seven rebounds. John Knight, Moody tacked on fourteen, and and Tevian had thirteen. Harrison had a, Harrison had a huge game, dude. Harrison's been huge. I don't know if he, I know he plays. It seems like he plays better coming off the bench, but I don't know if you can bring him off the bench anymore. He's just so good. He comes in and immediately affects the game. Yeah, I, he was so good. I was gonna say going back to Hume, we knew before the season he was a uh, one of the best, probably the best big man in the Big Sky, if not maybe top two or three. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah, he he's gonna give us troubles whenever we play them, and giving up nine rebounds, two hundred twenty points, like that's huge. So next next time we play Northern Colorado, that's gonna be one of the keys is trying to figure out to a way to limit 
what Hume can do on both ends of the floor. But I agree with Harry, man. It's He's that guy, that, that sixth man is so crucial to any basketball team, somebody who can basically come in cold and still be able to affect the game uh, and affect the team's energy off the bench. And so far, Harrison Butler has just been that guy for he, SCU he, this season. He's, he's been so impressive. He's been really fun to watch. Also, 14 of 25 from the free throw line. Like, so bad. Yeah. So bad. So, anyways, that game is in the past over two weeks ago. Tonight, uh, by the time this episode is released, I guess, the yeah, game will already, game happen, already been played. The Thunderbirds play Portland State University Monday night at home. That'll be a fun matchup. I believe Portland State is 4-8 and eight on the year. I believe so, yes, 4-8. and eight. Had some weird losses. I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's going to be an easy win because they they just – they look like they can be a good team. They don't have one like great scorer. They have um, two guys averaging twelve a game, and then those are the only two guys that average even um, even over ten points a game. Yeah. So they they have like a random variety of scoring, but I I don't know. I just think that they'll eventually put it together and be able to. I don't know, I guess, figure things out. In well, a, and if in a I'm sense. remembering right, I think when we played them last year, it was the last home game of the season, and it came down to, like, the, the last second, right? Mm, I can't remember. Sac State? I get them both mixed up. Yeah, it's not fair. They're both green, both and they're both green. states. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's going to be a fun one. It'll be, a, it'll be a tough one. And I think that not having played in two weeks, right, like, that, that can't go, you know, overstated we haven't played since january 1st it's going to be hard to get things back on track and, and get things going in the right direction well and not only that not only is it we haven't played it's the reason we haven't played is because of, of positive covid tests both for other teams that we were scheduled to play and teams uh, players on our own team so you hope that obviously these players are recovering uh that they're not showing symptoms obviously if they're showing symptoms they're probably not going to play but Hopefully this isn't something that affects their conditioning and stuff over the next couple of months. Yeah, looking at looking at Portland State's schedule, they actually had a five-game skid. So they're coming off of a win January 15th. They beat Sac State by five, but before that dropped five in a row. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it's obvious to, you know, to look out for them because they've lost five in a row, but they also just won one. So, I don't know. That's what That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I just feel like I don't – there's not a specific thing that's going to happen. Only lost to Weber State by 11, right? And Weber yeah, State is Weber one of the, State's a good team. Yeah, Weber State's one of the best teams in the conference. So I think the the biggest thing that's going to matter for tonight's game is basically who's all going to play for SEU. Yeah, um, and and we don't know. Unfortunately, I we probably should have sent out some tags and tried to figure out who's going to be playing. But yeah, there were positive. So Dre Marine tested positive, but he was the only one that tested positive. Um, whatever two weeks ago during that. December during that New Year's stretch so he was the only one that couldn't play in those two games but if if somebody else tests positive and then like there's contact tracing everybody yeah. has to be quarantined quarantined so I know that Harrison tested positive I don't know how long ago but he also shares an apartment with however many other guys yeah however but many other guys who all is in there so we can still hold the game as long as we have the roster minimum yeah, the roster minimum, which I think is like seven guys. Yep. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who's warming up, who's on the floor, and who's out there. But, um, yeah, sorry that 
that we don't have that information for you on this pod. Anyways, looking ahead, though, uh, the Thunderbirds will play Idaho State University on Saturday, January 22nd. That game is at 2 p.m. in the Apex, so come out and show your support for the Thunderbirds. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, nice little matchup against Idaho State. And then the following Monday, January 24th, they're going to be playing Weber State again in the Apex. So they got a nice little three-game home stretch here, hopefully to get their feet back on the court and kind of get back in the swing of things Yeah, de- playing def- two, definitely two times get, a week. Yeah, definitely just get out and running and, and try and shake off a two-week rest. But three home games in a row against some tough opponents, like it's it's going to be pivotal that we get – that we get wins down the stretch here and and into the middle of conference. So yeah, ideally we use these Portland State and Idaho State games to kind of get back into the swing of things and get out of firing on all cylinders when uh, Weber State comes to town because that Weber game is going to be huge. A uh, lot of things going into into this game against Weber. They felt like they should have been picked uh, in the preseason poll as the best team in the Big Sky. They are a, a really really good team. On top of that, this is the last year that we are in the same conference. Next yep. year, SU is going to be moving to the Big Sky, so this is going to be Weber's last chance to come and and win at the AFEC for the foreseeable future. So that's yep. going to be that's going to be huge to them. It's it's going to be massive either way for both teams because I mean I don't I don't know. We obviously haven't played everybody once yet, but yeah. you know Weber State looks really good. Northern Colorado looks really good. SU looks really good. And we play at Weber State the last game of the year. Yep. And that could be huge as far as seeding goes, as far as conference champion goes, regular season, like all that kind of stuff. So getting a win at home is is going to be monumental against Weber State on the 24th Monday. And we need we need everybody there. We got to have we got to have that place packed. Yeah, I imagine it will be um, kind of early on in the semester. I think students are trying to get out there and have some fun. Yeah, yeah totally. So – SU women's basketball currently eight and five on the year. Uh, if I remember correctly, if it hasn't changed, they are currently four and zero in the Big Sky. Yep. They're top of the Big Sky conference right now, which is just it's it's mind blowing, considering everything that this women's team has had to go through. Yeah. Um, just as far as injuries and players not being available and stuff, like their current roster looks so much different than it did before the season started, and. The fact that they have been able to come in and win four conference games in a row yeah. is just a testament to the, I guess, sisterhood that this team has and to Coach Tracy Sanders as well. I mean, they have outperformed expectations thus far, and I'm impressed. Yeah, it's it's really been amazing to see. I, I, I don't know. Definitely when you say the roster has changed from what we thought it was going to be, I, I agree 100%, but at the same time, the way that they're winning, I think, was pretty similar to what we thought. It was going to oh, be yeah. on the head of Sharita, and right. could she step up as a leader? And I think that she really has. And, and De La Bellina has been unbelievable as well. And I, I think that – I don't know. I, I really wish that I had more time to go and watch a lot of their practices. Maybe I will now that we're kind of settling into the semester. But I, I, I'm interested to see who stepped up as that leader because it's it's – clear that that's what's been going on because there hasn't been one girl that's just been far and above better than the rest it's been a leader stepping up and then everybody just playing to their absolute 
potential, right? And mm-hmm. I think that is a huge credit to Tracy Sanders. Yeah. And with everything that this team went through and how they thought they were going to be able to win these games, I just feel like it's completely different now. And they're just they're they're playing unbelievable. It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we knew coming in that this team was small. They were going to be doing some sort of small ball thing, and it's it's really really working. For a lot of reasons. Number one, and the biggest surprise, I think, is that ultimately spacing the floor is opening up opportunities for Lizzie Williamson underneath the basket. Um, she's just been incredible. She she has been dealing with injuries over the past about month, maybe month and a half. But, I mean, when she's out there, she makes a huge impact on the glass, uh, scoring in the paint. That's huge. That's something that kind of nobody really saw coming yeah that's what i was just gonna say i just don't know if anybody saw that coming and it's not like a discredit to her i just don't know if you know people didn't see her making that jump from where she was at last year and she's been unbelievable she's been really phenomenal on the glass like you were saying using her length to her advantage just has been has been huge for this too is the thing yeah yeah it's not like it was oh she had a huge game against you know, UTRGV or SAG U. And it's like, no, she's doing this week in, week out. She's averaging almost a double-double. Uh, it's it's crazy. She's awesome. But on top of that, I mean, the small ball, spacing the floor, shooting threes, the Thunderbirds are hitting. And they, they've got people who can knock down those threes, and that's why the small ball is working. Uh, Natalia Otka, Missouri, she's come in. She's shooting about 40% from the three-point line. That is huge. Other players, Sam Johnson, she's a great shooter. Maddie Eaton, when she's on, she can hit as well. And then Sharita Doherty, I think, is the one that – she's like the bow on top, I'd say. Yeah. She plays a lot like Dwayne Wade in the NBA, and it's kind of a weird comparison, I guess. But I don't know. She just reminds me of – she's not afraid to draw contact, attack the basket, and just content to go shoot your free throws and make them. And that's huge. Yeah, you look at it, she's shooting 85% on the year from the stripe. And she's attempted 54 free throws. So she's 46 of 54. The next closest is Dari, who's shot 43. And and, and she's only made 20. Yeah, or is that 30? 30. She's made 30. And it's it's just huge. She gets to the line so much. She's so good for the so good for the the game plan of the team, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because you, you just have to worry you just have to worry about her. It's like the same thing as what JK does. It's it's he drives, and then everybody's paying attention to Sharita as she gets to the rim, and and yep. everybody's stepping over and helping. And then she can dump it off to Lizzie. She can kick it out to, you know, Dela. She can kick it out to Natalia. Like all of these things are are working towards the betterment of the team, and and it's been really impressive to to see what they're doing. And I'm excited. I want them to freaking come home again so everybody can watch and and see how good they actually are. But they have a three game. Uh, road stretch here they were supposed to play at home and then a lot of their games got postponed montana state was supposed to be here um so they'll be at northern colorado on january 18th that's Um, tomorrow night yeah tomorrow night tuesday night i guess yeah sorry tuesday night idaho state uh january 22nd in pocatello and then uh at weber state on the 24th which is the monday game before they finally come back home january 27th so you know, I know it's far out there, but everybody remember January 27th because, I mean, they're the hottest team in the conference, and that's all there is to it. Like, yeah, there's they're no playing real well right now. I know they have three more games between now and then, but as of right now, they're the hottest team in the conference, and people need to be paying attention to what's going on in Southern Utah because we're about that action, and I'm excited to see them come back here and, and you know, so we can see them play. 
Yeah, they've been fun and they've been impressive in front of the home crowd. I mean, four and two at home, so they've they've been with one of those losses coming to the University of Colorado, right. who was ranked twenty. 20 yeah, yeah, they're still a top twenty-five yeah. team in the nation. So I think they play Stanford soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like like we already said, um, this women's team uh, in the preseason polls they were projected to be about middle of the pack in the Big Sky. Uh, right now, of course, there's a lot of basketball left to be played, but right now they are 4-0 at the top of the conference. So that's that's just so much fun. Um, can't wait to have the women's basketball team back home next week. Yeah, they did lose to Stanford, 52-60. to So number two ranked Stanford, it, it beat Colorado. Sorry, we're talking about <laughs> Colorado for some reason. Yeah, that Colorado team was a dang good team. Yeah, they were so fun. It is worth noting that uh, the women's basketball team, they have not played at home in the AFEC since December 9th in their victory over Life Pacific. Uh, again, they will come back, what is that, January 27th. So that's almost a month and a half in between home games for the women's basketball team because of COVID cancellations. That's rough. That that's a long freaking time. Yeah, and like we were saying before the show, it's it's hard because we haven't seen them live in yeah, action. Yeah. So that's I can't wait. To and it's just hard. Team. Like there have been so many issues with the streams and whatnot. ESPN Plus is doing all they can, but there's been so many things going on with the streams and and them buffering and not working and right because it's up to the university still to put it on. I know it's broadcast through ESPN, but it's still you know whatever the university has as far as equipment goes, but. Yeah, it's been it's been really a long time since they've been at home, and that yeah. sucks for the girls too. And it's impressive that they're the hottest team in the conference right now because they haven't even been at home. They're practicing at home, but when yeah. they come home, it's it's yeah, just for practice, right? And it is worth mentioning, like that Life Pacific game was like a one p.m. game on like a Thursday. Yeah, like they haven't been at home in a, a nighttime game against yeah, with a, a big with crowd, the student section, totally. It's, totally. it's crazy, like, doing the stuff that they have been on the road, getting their stuff done. I, I, I bet they can't wait to come home and play in front of the Yeah, the I, I kind of love it even more, right, because it's just, like, strictly business. Yeah. Right? There's no funny business going on. It's like, we're not here. We're not feeding off the crowd. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Like, we're coming here. We're coming here to win. We're playing basketball. Like, it's just been strictly business for this women's team, and get in they're and killing get it, it right now. Yeah, get in, get out, get home, practice. So impressive. to recap things, there are games Monday and Tuesday night this week, games Saturday this week, and then I believe Monday night yeah, Monday and Thursday week. night of next week. So go on to sutbirds.com to find all the, the start times for those games, but go out and support your T-Birds. Uh, stay safe. Hopefully there are no more COVID postponements and cancellations because it's really hard to try to you know, win with these with all this stuff going on. Like it's it's rough on the teams, but hopefully over the next few weeks we got a, a lot of basketball coming because I've definitely missed it. But that's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.